school of life. He is here talking about stuff and whatever's going on in his brain. You know it is 100% Bridget! All right, here I am. It's me talking about something. <laughs> Just uh, some quick reminders. Uh, go ahead and click the, if you're watching on YouTube, click sub subscribe, ring the bell, like, share, share, share. Let people know I'm out here. And uh, if you're watching on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or any of the other uh, uh, patio, patio, <laughs> audio, audio platforms. There we go. I got it. I got it. Audio platforms. Uh, feel free to make sure to follow me on those and share. And uh, thank you guys. I'll just continuously thank you guys for listening all the time because it is so awesome to see people listening to 100% Richard. So what's on my brain today? Fish. <laughs> fish. Why do I have fish on the brain? I don't know. <laughs> so because every, everybody has a fish story. Uh, something that's been exaggerated, fish stories. You know, hey, I caught a really big fish. I did this. It's uh, basically to make something more exuberant, make a, to make your story have oomph for, you know, stuff like that. So, well, because I do what I do, <laughs> I'm going to tell you some fish stories. And they sound like this. Dude, did you see how many fish I caught? Yeah, well, I found treasure in my fish. Yeah, well, I fed thousands of people with only two fish. <laughs> you I got nothing. I was swallowed by a fish. Now, if you heard those kinds of stories, you'd be like, oh, no, that didn't happen. Well, all of these stories have some sort of witness. I think that's kind of interesting. So if you go look in the Bible, of course, that's where we're going to go. I'm not going to go break down all the scriptures and unpack a suitcase and do all that kind of stuff. I'm just going to show you some stuff that I think is really cool. And uh, in Luke chapter 5, 1 through 9, we read of the miraculous catching of the fish. So Peter's out there on his boat. Peter's in a boat a lot. So he's out there on his boat. And after a night of not catching anything, <laughs> Jesus shows up on the shore and goes, eh, Cast your nets down somewhere else. No, just go down into the deep and throw your throw your nets on the other side there. And Peter's like, dude, I've been out here all flipping night trying to catch fish, and you're going to tell me to go back out? He goes, do it. And finally he just decides, okay, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do what that man tells me to do. That's usually a good thing. If Jesus shows up while you're in the middle of something and tells you, hey, shift a little bit adjust a little bit, put your net out on the other side, and guess what? Peter catches so many fish. He's like, look at all the fish I got. The nets are breaking. He has to call his homies over. Come over here. Get the boat. Two boats full of fish. Now, it doesn't say how big the boats were, but two boats full of fish and nets. Man, that's a lot of fish. He was breaking the nets. And he's like, okay, I'm going to follow after you. And this is the point where Jesus says, well, you will no longer be fishers of fish. <laughs> You'll be fishers of men. So let's see. We, we, we can take that and go, man, if I'm in the midst of something, maybe I was having an issue. I didn't do anything all day. It took it just it made things rough for me. Maybe I need to make a slight adjustment. Listen to Jesus. Throw my net out. 
on a different direction, go down into some deeper waters, go and talk to somebody, go and listen to something. Maybe I need to grab hold of some information and cast my nets out a little bit differently and I may see a result. So that's why we go for a result. Now that's a fish story. Now watch this. In Exodus chapter 30, 11 through 16, it talks about <laughs> the tax, a temple tax that was first established by God. It was a requirement that was part of the law found in the Old Testament. And later the temple tax was increased to two drachma for every Jewish man. So they had a temple tax. And although Jesus being the son of God was probably exempt from this tax because, you know, he should be able to go into the Holy of Holies. He's the man, right? <laughs> tax collector comes up and says, hey, you guys, you owe me some money, right? Check this out, right? So Jesus was like, okay, so Peter, here's Peter again. Great fisherman, so get Peter. Okay, I'll tell you what to do. <laughs> you go and you take a hook and you throw it in the water. And when the fish catches, there will be enough for both of us. So Peter goes, okay. <laughs> Could you imagine that one? The fish story has already started. There's going to be treasure in this fish. I found treasure in my fish. <laughs> so Peter goes, okay, I'm going to go do that. And he throws it out there. He pulls the fish out of the water. There's a coin in the fish. And the coin was enough to deal with the taxes. I can only imagine what Peter was thinking during that process. But you know, he's like, there's a coin in his mouth. What? You know, when, when, when you think that, you're, that there's not enough, God will supply. You might need to look inside a fish. <laughs> so the next time you go fishing, check the inside, see if there's any treasure inside that fish. <laughs> Why not? Jesus does all kinds of interesting miracles. Check this one out. John chapter 6, 1 through 14. I was, it was getting late in the day, and a crowd of people were following Jesus. Now, all of these, you can go look these verses up. And Jesus was getting ready to preach, and there was like 5,000 people. And guess what? The people got hungry, which is typical. And what's funny is the, he turns to Andrew. I think it's Andrew. Peter's brother, hey, how much would it cost to feed all these folks? We're like, we got enough money, you know, we can only handle so much. And they're like, oh, well, hold on, there's this kid over here. And this kid shows up and says, I got two loaves and two fish. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that the, you would think by now, at this moment, the apostles, the, the, the disciples would be like, yeah, let's go ahead and feed these guys. But they're like, oh, I don't know, is that going to work? <laughs> So the kid approaches with five loaves and two fish and the disciples are still doubting. And he says, how far? Andrew actually says, how far will they go among so many? How much will these little two little fishes and these, these loaves, how far will it go? Jesus just multiplies the loaves, two simple fish and enough to feed an entire crowd. Now what I think is cool about this story is he blesses them. So if you go actually read this, he says, okay, let's pray for our meal. He hands the fish over to the disciples, and as they distribute, it multiplies. And then he tells them, okay, pick up the leftovers. 
<laughs> got them more than enough again. So not just with your finances, but also with your food. <laughs> I love how God does this kind of stuff, and, and he puts it into this kind of perspective where he is absolutely more than enough. He is more than what we need. And he gives us enough, and more than enough, there's leftovers, and he supplies our needs. You know, I just think that is so awesome. And here's this story. Check this out. You know the book. You know, you know the story of Jonah. Yeah, well, I was eaten by a fish. Could you imagine popping up out of the water, being vomited out of some big old fish? That's got to be gross. <laughs> Could you imagine that? He doesn't think of that story. See, the first thing I would have said was, hey, Nineveh. I just got spit out of a fish. <laughs> That's the first thing I would say. I'd be like, dude, this is awesome. I was in a fish for three days. Right? So so here's Jonah. God, God, God talks to Jonah. He says, Jonah, bro, <laughs> I need you to go to Nineveh, and I want you to preach the gospel to these heathens. <laughs> and Jonah's like, no. So he gets on a boat to Tarshish. Um, what do you mean he gets on a boat? I told you to go to Nineveh. So God sends a storm. I think I actually said something about this last week. Jesus and Jonah are the only two people that slept on a boat during a storm in the Bible. Interesting. You should look that one up. And so the, the guys on the boat are like, dude, you're causing the storm. You know, and so they toss him. Later, later, Jonah. And so Jonah's, Jonah's out there in the water. Help me. I can't swim. Like, you might have been able to swim. I don't know. But then a fish comes. Could you imagine the guys on the boat? Dude, <laughs> Jonah just got eaten. <laughs> How much would that suck? Don't toss me over. He just got eaten by a fish. But the storm stopped, so we're good. <laughs> and Jonah's in the fish. He's inside the fish for three days. Now, inside the fish, he's repenting. Okay, God, I should have gone to Nineveh. Please don't let this fish poop me out. <laughs> I don't want, I've been running around inside this fish for three days, and I don't want to get pooped out. <laughs> so he's in there. He's in the fish. And finally, he gets bleh, bleh, thrown up on Nineveh <laughs> on the shores. What a fish story. So he ends up, he says, okay, forget it. I don't like being eaten by a fish. I don't like being swallowed by a fish. I'm going to go to Nineveh. And I'm going to preach to these dudes. So he goes and preaches the gospel to these guys in Nineveh. Because he repented, he learned, God takes you where you need to go when you realize it's finally just time to do what God says to do. <laughs> and he does that. There's wild fish stories in the Bible. There's more than this. This is just a couple, you know. God just does cool stuff. And I think when, when, when you look at stuff... From a perspective of, man, God does cool stuff. We, sh we should actually stop and go, hey, man, I, you know, if God says, hey, go start this, go start it because you don't want to get eaten by a fish. If God says, hey, pay your taxes, pay your taxes. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? I mean, th th these are the kinds of things that we have to kind of look at sometimes and go, now, I, I know that I don't think the Bible exaggerates these. I don't think he's going, well, he, was, he wasn't really eaten by a fish. A surfer came and took him. No, he was eaten by a fish. I actually believe that he was eaten by a fish or, you know, swallowed up. Could have been a whale. Could have been a big something or other. I don't know. God's in control of all kinds of craziness. You know, just think about it. He made, he made, he made a platypus. That's how you know God has a sense of humor. It's a mammal that lays eggs and looks kind of duck-like. <laughs> you know, so you got to kind of think of these kinds of things. 
where you go, man, you know, what's your fish story? That's that, that's kind of the question is, is what, you know, what kind of amazing thing has God done in your life? I think to myself all the time, my personality has been, I mean, my personality hasn't changed, but my, my life has been shifted in such a way that I meet people today and I tell them stuff and I tell them a story from my past and they're like, that didn't happen. Because they just think I'm this big, cuddly, funny dude, you know, and, and and there was a day that I was not, you know, that's just the easiest way to put that. And that's really, I think that's like, that's the kind of thing that, you know, your story makes a difference. I'm pretty sure when they're telling this story, dude, dude, you know, the, when, when Peter's out there going, dude, you have no idea, dude, I caught a fish and there was a coin in it. We paid the taxes. There was enough in there. We paid the taxes from a fish, you know? What's your story like? And, you know, the Bible tells us in in, uh, in uh, Revelation that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb, which Him sacrificed on the cross, rose again, and by the word of our testimony. What's your story? What's your story that's going to change somebody's life? I went from being a big, angry man, evil, 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 and now Jesus changed me, moved me, redirected me, put me in a different position so that I could do the fight for Him instead of fighting in the ring. I don't know. But sometimes we have to stop and think, what's our story? What kind of great thing did God do, you know? I think every day I have had the opportunity to raise four beautiful daughters. I have a beautiful wife that is just awesome. And there's no way I could have done this and stayed married for 30 years and been in ministry. I taught youth ministry and did all these things. And I think to myself, I had no plan in my life. I wanted to get in a Volkswagen bus and drive across the country and do odd jobs to get myself all over the place. That was my plan for life. And it, and I knew that wasn't even probably going to happen. You know, I wanted to ride a Harley down Route 66. Like, I'm a Harley now. <laughs> but these are the kinds of, you know, I didn't have plans to have family and do this kind of stuff. And no way in God's green earth was I ever going to be in ministry in any way, shape, or form. And now the things I do, I think... Man, that's amazing. And I tell some people from my past, people that I used to know, and I go, yeah, I do this. And they're like, that's a, just a big fish story. You're exaggerating. No, nah, man, you should have seen. It was awesome. God did this. What's your story? What's your fish story? What did God do great for you? Right on. Right on.